Learn Persian with Chai and Conversation, Lesson 57. Hello and welcome to Lesson 57 of Learn Persian with Chai and Conversation. We're so glad you've joined us. We have a Chai and Conversation email list, which if you're not on it, go to our website to sign up. When you sign up, you receive a series of emails I've written over the course of a few weeks. In one of the emails, I ask why you're learning the Persian language. We receive tons of replies to this email, but I read and answer each and every one of them. So in reading these emails, I've come to learn that the number one reason people listen to our podcast is for the same reasons you're learning the Persian language, Matt. They've fallen in love with someone who speaks Persian. There are people learning for other reasons as well, but those in relationships with Iranians make up a large percentage of our listeners. For this reason, we think it's a good idea to spend this entire lesson going over a topic many of you hope to have to know about sooner or later, and that is the topic of Iranian wedding customs. Now, Matt, you and Ladan, as I recall, had a Persian-style wedding. It's true. We had a Persian ceremony complete with the table, the sofreyer ahn, and a reception with plenty of Iranian dance music. Yeah, I remember it well. So the thing Matt just mentioned, Sofreya Art, is a big part of the reception, so we'll go over that too. But first, let's begin with the basics. We learned in Lesson 19 of Chayan Conversation a lot of the language of love and relationships, so if you need a refresher on those, go back and listen to that lesson. So first, the word for wedding in the Persian language is Arusi. Arusi. And the word for marriage is ezdevaj. Ezdevaj. So the verb to marry is ezdevaj kardan. Ezdevaj kardan. So in my case, I can say man do sal pish ezdevaj kardan, meaning I married two years ago. The equivalent of the English I got married two years ago. So man do sal pish ezdevaj kardan. And Matt, how long ago did you get married? Wow, seven years ago already. Okay, so a marriage in Iranian culture, as well as many other cultures, begins with a proposal, or khastegari in Persian. Khastegari. Now, in traditional Persian custom, Khastigari is quite a bit of a family affair. It's not just between a man and woman as it is in Western culture. Rather, the entire family of the man goes to the family home of the woman, and they discuss the possibility of marriage together as a group while drinking some chai. Traditionally, marriages are arranged by the families, but of course, in modern times, this is changing rapidly. In Persian culture, as in Western culture, the proposal is signified by a diamond ring. Diamond in Persian is Almas. Almas. And ring is angoshtar. Angoshtar. So, angoshtare almas. Angoshtare almas. So, if the khastigari goes through and the couple becomes engaged, they become each other's namzad. Namzad. And the engagement party thrown for them by family is called the namzadi. Namzadi. And the engagement party in Iranian culture is a really big deal. It's seen to set the tone for the, for the relationship and for the marriage. So we've learned 
quite a few words already. Let's go over them really quickly again. Asking for the hand in marriage is called Khastegari. Khastegari. The ring involved in this process is Angoshtare Almas. Angoshtare Almas. And the word for fiancé, Namzad. Namzad. And Matt, what's the name for the engagement party? Namzadi. So now let's move on to the wedding itself. Weddings in Iranian culture, as you no doubt know, Matt, are a very big deal. Iranians do not have small, quiet, intimate weddings. They see weddings as a big, boisterous event to be celebrated with tons of friends and family. In general, in Persian culture, the philosophy is that when there's a good cause for celebration or when there's good fortune, it's important to share that good fortune by providing for others. So in the case of a wedding, the merriment is shared with a large number of friends and relatives of the happy couple and their families. So like in Western tradition, the wedding is broken up into two parts, the ceremony and the reception. The wedding ceremony in Persian is called Aqd. Aqd. And we've heard this word before because we learned that the table that is central to the ceremony is called Sofreye Aqd. Sofreye Aqd. Good, and Matt pronounced it really well. That second word is a little difficult. It's Aqd. Aqd. So you might remember from our discussions of the Persian New Year's table that the concept of the sofre is important in Persian tradition. For New Year's also, we have a sofre, which just means a spread. And on the New Year's sofre, we have items symbolic to that time of year, to new beginnings, rebirth, and renewal. Similarly, for the sofre art, or the matrimonial spread, we have items symbolizing the union between two people. We won't go into too much detail but because we could devote an entire podcast just to items on the table. And you can find a listing of all the items you'd find on the spread on a blog post on Cheyenne Conversation website that we'll link to on this lesson page. But a few of the items include sweets or shirini to symbolize the sweetness of the union. There's a mirror that is placed directly across from the bride and groom. They can look into the mirror and see each other, and this symbolizes that they'll spend eternity together in union. There are candles that symbolize the eternal flame and passion for one another. The sofre is also lavishly decorated with flowers, colored eggs, representing fertility, of course, and other colorful fruit and embellishments. In some weddings, the sofre is extremely lavish, and others it's more simple. But no matter what, it's a really important part of the art in any Persian wedding. I remember you had quite a sofre art in your wedding, Matt. We did. Laden's mom spent a lot of time getting the table ready. You had a really impressive one as well. I did. My mom also spent so much time on every detail of the sofre. And as you remember, the bride and groom will sit in front of the table during the ceremony. Above their heads, there will be a canopy made of silk held up by women in the family. And if you remember, Matt, ladies take turns churning two pieces of solid sugar over the canopy, making it look like it's raining sugar over the bride and groom's heads. I do remember that part. Laden's family members even got my mom and aunts to participate in that as well. That's right. So we've basically gone through all the elements of the art. There's a sofre, and the bride and groom are seated in front of the sofre, while the person performing the ceremony, usually an old man, is doing his thing. Which, similar to Western marriages, is just talking about marriage, or reading a verse of the Quran, or reading poetry, or whatever it is that the custom and rituals of the family are. At the end, he asks the groom if he's ready to marry the bride, and the groom immediately says yes, bale, 
which you should already know. So again, yes is bale. Bale. And then he asked the bride the same question. Do you agree to marry this man? And this is where it gets fun. Instead of answering right away, the bride remains silent. At this point, guest will yell out something like, The bride has gone to pick flowers. She's not here. And then he'll ask again, Do you agree to take this man as your groom? And again, she remains silent. Again, your guest will say, She's gone to visit her friends. This is a little playful back and forth that happens, and it's meant to make the groom a little nervous. Will she say yes? Or does she still need to think about it? But finally, on the third ask, she will say, Bale, after which the entire ceremony erupts in applause, and everyone rushes up to kiss the bride and groom and give them cash and gold. Let's pause here to learn two extremely important words. The word for groom in Persian is Dumad. Dumad. Great. And the word for bride in Persian is Arus. Arus. Arus is the word that Arusi comes from, the word for wedding. Arusi. Arusi. Perfect. So after the Akht comes the Mehmuni. Mehmuni. And Mehmuni is the general word for party in the Persian language. Of course, this isn't just an ordinary Mehmuni. You could call it a Mehmunie Mofassal. Mehmunie Mofassal. And Mofassal is a great word to add to your arsenal. It means something, something like epic or grand. Mofassal. Mofassal. So you have a Mehmunie Mofassal for the wedding and serve a Shame Mofassal. Shame Mofassal. And what would you guess that this means, Matt? Uh, it means epic dinner. That's right. So Shame Mofassal, epic dinner. And of course, there's a lot of dancing and merriment that comes late into the night. If you haven't been to a Persian wedding, you're definitely missing out. It's a full party of all ages and everybody dances, all the way from the barely walking babies to the old, old grandmother that can barely move. Somehow on the dance floor, everyone becomes alive and kicking. There are several wedding songs that are associated with this happy time that we'll link to on the website. If you'd like to learn more about Persian weddings, check out the link to our two-part series on weddings on the show notes for this lesson at www.chaiandconversation.com slash lesson 57. And the next lesson in this cultural series is going to cover vocabulary associated with babies. So join us for that next lesson. And for now, Khodahafiz from Leila. And Beomide Didar from Matt.